This episode is brought to you by Tabletop Dominion, purveyors of handmade dice and artisan gaming accessories. Why not head over to tabletopdominion.com and use the code BELLOW to enjoy 10% off your order. Who knows, maybe you will find your very own blue dice of power. Podcast. I'm here with Paul. Hello, Hello Paul. Evening. We're sitting in the command pod and we're going to be doing some recording. We're going to be playing out what happens to Scaly yes. when he is left behind in Frostanger. But while we're here, we thought we would do a couple of intros to other episodes. Are you okay with that, Paul? Yeah, well, completely we, fine. There's no it's particular... nice. Just the two of us, actually. Just it's quite the ruby. two of us. I think this episode comes out on June the 1st. Who knows? And that, Paul, is World Milk Day. World Milk Day. <laughs> if you're listening to this, however you observe World Milk Day. However you drink your milk. Whether. However you consume. Drinking or extracting. Oh, you know. really? I was talking about dairy, you know, people. Whatever yes. it is that you're doing, or just buying, you know, transporting, maybe in bulk. Thank you for listening. As always, uh, rating and reviewing. Paul, you know all of this stuff. Yes. Rating and reviewing is lovely. What else do we like them to do? Send emails. That's right. To? Uh, hello at billowinghilltop.co.uk. Com. com. But is close. it com? Yeah, it is com. That's very modern. No wonder we don't get any emails. Other than that, we've got nothing. Social media stuff is always the same. It's just gonna we haven't got any news. We're just sitting around kicking our heels, really, in yeah. our little space command area. Paul, obviously, as you can hear, is operative, fully operative. I am. He's been on charge for a couple of days. Shiny. So let's just push on with episode 144 of the Billowing Hilltop podcast. Luck be a lady. Oh, there a we one, go. A two. A one, two, three. Lucas <laughs> on a jet, jet plane. plane. Everyone, everyone knows chin, 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 chin. I think there it's particularly good <laughs> it's when me. everybody does it at different times. In the different yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we could do, we could do it in the round, <laughs> couldn't we? We could do it in a round and record it. Uh, what, six seconds? I don't know. Be hard pushed. In the cool, round, right. not eight. Who's going to start it? We had a very nice comment. We got this a reader slid into my DMs. He said, I'm re listening. So he started again. Only podcast <laughs> oh, actual God. play I listen to. Great no. adventure, great friends. I don't. I would sit in a corner of a room just to listen to you play in real life. Oh, God. Oh, my God. You have created <laughs> something. Stalker. You have created something that I look forward to every week. Brilliant. Yeah. Well, I just thought. I don't you know. know. I mean, right. mate, we could offer a new holiday thing, you know. <laughs> Couple of grand, you can come and sit at the D&D weekend. Watch us. Well, that's never going to happen. There's D&D in a castle, Graham. We could do D&D in a car park, I was thinking. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, you go those like river cruises with little orchestras. We could be on the river cruise and people could just come along and watch us play. That is the oddest suggestion. Yeah, that's a really odd one. Thanks, so Paul. Far, that's mm. really odd. Not as weird as suggestion. playing in a car park. Thank you, Johnny. Why don't we play in Aldi? Or Little? Or the, yeah, the middle of Little. I mean, everything else is there, right? Yeah, the they must have some dice. <laughs> Finally, somewhere we would make sense. An Aldi like, and some thought. Yeah, a wetsuit, swing ball set. People well, playing the elderly men. <laughs> More importantly, <laughs> snacks. <laughs> no, you'd have to go to one of the other aisles for the snacks. 
It's not in the middle, is it, mm. Lucas? You don't think that in the middle of Lidl? Mm. Maybe you do in Switzerland. <laughs> God. <laughs> I think we've got off onto a slightly <laughs> odd foot. I mean, maybe we do need to do a live show, one of these dragon meat things. That would be. Well, maybe one do. day, Lucas, but we need to. Uh, the problem is. People can sit in lots of corners and watch. We don't know how to do that. Readers, if you can think of how we would do that, then. Email us <laughs> at hello at billowinghilltop.com. <laughs> we would probably do it, but maybe, maybe not. But but it's kind of a moot point because we don't know how to even begin to organise anything like that. Anyway, we had an email the other day from the person with the dice and the Clun Brewery. Shall uh-huh. I find oh, yes. it? Uh, yes. Uh, have they actually sent the, uh, Will. the goods yet? Well, this is the thing. Wuh has emailed us again. Will. William <laughs> Wuh. Wow, thank you for the free real ale. Just from listening as a reader, I've been granted free beer. This must be the best podcast in the world. (laughs) Third best. Well, until next year. Until next year. Just imagine sitting at home and free beer arrives. Yeah. That's what happened. As if by magic, there is beer. Not only beer, but real beer, good beer. And then he says, this party and DM have more to them than meets the eye or ear. They can use a Grant Beer cantrip. <laughs> <laughs> Good. So I like that. Keen, Up for that. Keen on, keen on beer. Not only was the brewer astonished to hear his Clun Brewery being pronounced correctly by Southerners, but has now delivered this lovely 5.9% mini keg. Fair play. Oh, good. The delivered ale, if you're interested, is, was, <laughs> like that, is, was, the bittersweet loveliness of Citadel by the Clun Brewery. Nice. So... Do you have a mailing address or P.O. box number to send you a token of appreciation? P.S. Astonishing. I asked for the annoying singing of Alessandra's Sandy, a baby, to stop. Mm-hmm. Next episode, Mike the DM <laughs> obliged and got rid of her. P.P.S. I'm also surprised that no one is using the resting dice technique. So are we getting the beer or what? No, it's, <laughs> well, gone, it's gone elsewhere. It's been purloined by... So work. we promoted it and he... Kind of thinking that and didn't we receive get it. Mm. I don't want to be pedantic. No, I'm thinking we get the... But I don't think that... And you any don't time want to be pedantic because... Have, <laughs> well, I do. I don't think at any time it was actually ever possible to send a keg of beer to a post office box. Wasn't that just like for <laughs> letters? And... Well, it would, dri- it would dribble out the bottom. But yeah. Maybe we should talk to Paul about that. <laughs> He's saying if we've got Thanks. a postal address, so I suspect that if we were to reveal our true location, no. wuh character, we might get some beer. We also might end up with wuh parked outside our house. I think we need to arrange a meeting. <laughs> well, I think the irony yeah. of us doing a podcast and irony. providing the advertising for a particular brand, and then somebody else getting gets a freebie. It. Yeah, it's annoying. Uh, that's what I think. It's annoying. Yeah. Also, weirdly, Clun Brewery is in the deeply strange small Shropshire town of Craven Arms, which is kind of where part of my family is from. Really? As you would therefore expect. It's a pretty odd place. <laughs> there goes any chance of getting some free beer. Well, well Midas kind of doing himself. Ma- maybe this is like a long lost cousin of yours, Mike. Okay. Yeah. 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 Cousin yeah. Clun. <laughs> <laughs> what you like some beer? Cousin Clun's come over to stay. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So we're going to very quickly try and organise the acquisition of magic items. Oh yeah, that. <laughs> uh, 
I know what you're trying to do. Has everybody got their lists organised? Yeah, I think. Didn't yeah. we send you a list? I we have. So. I mean, I had my we list and it kept getting kiboshed. It didn't keep getting kiboshed. You asked for something absurdly ridiculous that I declined. A cube of force. One thing. <laughs> Other than that, I said everything was fine. Anyway, readers, we've been toing and froing. It no. was definitely within the um, remit, according to the really useful book. You mean the sane magical item PDF? Yes. It's on the list, but ultimately... But it's not coming in. It's DM's discretion. Anyway, we're getting distracted. Mm. I have an administrative question to ask you, an admin question. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's not super important, but I think we need to work it out. I want to know what's in the bag of holding and who's got the bag of holding. It's mine. Well, it my does tend to change item. hands quite a no, bit. No, no, it's depending mine upon. I don't know. Who's... I know. I know. Sometimes we have to carry you in it. Put it on the right. character sheet, but it's mine. No, it's yours. I'm literally asking who is holding the bag of holding now, Me, as you appear. In... Right, you've you've got it. And what's in it? I don't think we've got any zombies or anything. I don't think you've got a zombie in there. Uh... <laughs> I think you've got a chair in there. I've got a chair, and <laughs> it's there's like some... full of just weird and wonderful what? stuff. What? Well, well, there's a half a sandwich. We're wearing our posh gear, are we? <laughs> I God, think that's in the bag of holding. Established that you weren't wearing Okay, your posh so the gear. posh gear is in the bag of holding. Yeah. Right. One. Also, I've been reviewing your character sheets. Yes. And you've all got an awful lot of stuff. Character audits. All of the awful lot of stuff that you've all got that you haven't got, as it were, equipped. Is that in the bag of holding or are you all carrying all of that no, stuff? No, I've, I've got, got my own my stuff. Well, I've got a handy haversack, so. That was where I was sort of drifting towards. What's in the handy haversack? Everything that you're not wearing, as it yes. were, out and about. Okay. Including the gem from the drug deal. One gem from the drug deal. One gem from the drug deal. Otherwise, people are carrying the stuff that they haven't got equipped. You know, non-magical swords. There's loads of stuff. Magical items that you don't have attuned, but there's no real kind of... Because the bag of holding is about to disappear. The bag of holding, I suspect, looks a bit like my dad's garage at the moment. Absolutely no, full. it hasn't got anybody else's uh, stuff in it, apart from okay. oh. rich clothing, if you want okay, to put so it in. Okay, so things that you've decided to keep as party items or things that you've decided to sell, so. where are they? What items are you thinking? You've got quite a lot of stuff that is hanging around waiting for you to decide what to do with it. Ah, possibly we've just forgotten about this and haven't had a fight over it yet. That's why I'm asking. You've got... Well, can't be anything significant. Oh, just... on, I, I don't know what you did with the Unholy Warhammer. The, unho age of worms, the Unholy Warhammer? Do you remember what you did with the Unholy Warhammer? Oh, no. Uh, you've can't got remember a it. bunch of syringes with stuff in them. Someone rolled for that, didn't they? Mm. Nope. No, I don't think... No. You've got a weird book that you're a bit scared of. It's just called the Black Book. And you've got something called the Chained Book. Didn't we leave that you've with... Um, you've got a suit of adamantine scale Marlena, armor. Have we? Elegos? Elegos, sorry. That kind of thing. I think you might have got an elemental gem that you haven't used. Yes. I can't I, remember. I think we might do. All I'm really trying to establish is where is all this stuff? Is Buggy carrying all of this, as it were, unallocated inventory no, around with you? In his... It's not a community... Just to be clear, it's not a cool. communal space. It's my <laughs> bag of holding. Okay. And sometimes you put people in it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Just to shut them up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, I think right, we gave fine. the black book, the, the, some of the weird books and stuff to Eligos. I okay. think, didn't we? 
that's fine. We can say that that stuff was left with Elegos and it was never reclaimed. Everything that you all individually own that you don't have equipped is on your persons, apart from Parker, who has his unequipped magical items and unused stuff in his handy haversack, and Buggy, who's got his unequipped items and all of that stuff in the bag of holding. Is that a fair summary of where we are? Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And the oracle so thing, the, the Lucas has got that, hasn't he? The orrery the is in Lucas's handy uh, haversack. Let's go back to the map. You appear in a relatively quiet room in the Dyson Desire Casino and Pleasure okay, House. Okay, Mike. Now taking bookings through Apeshit and Mage. You've left Scaly behind in Frostanger. It's about 10 in the morning, and therefore the casino is not exactly humming. But there are a couple of all-nighters and then you've got some kind of day gamblers and some sort of recreational gamblers so the tables are are running they're just not it's just not heaving you appear in this room and you obviously draw some attention it's a couple of people kind of go one of the guys at the bar looks at his drink like people do and then the first thing that happens there is an individual who is in between you and what looks like a kind of atrium or hall area off to your east, so further into the main casino building. And that individual, a halfling, she is wearing the livery of the casino. And the moment that you appear, she seems startled like everybody else, then you sort of see recognition dawn in her eyes. And then she darts out of the room into this hallway. You can see her looking frantically around then she turns to you and she puts her fingers to her lips. What do you want to do now? We could uh, purple sense motive, yeah, check. insight check. 27 and a natural 20. 22, well done, Parker. Wow, okay, so your insight is that she's not hostile. It's very difficult to infer all that much more. Is it an indication as well that I should follow her or that we should follow her? No, that's it. Acknowledge her gesture we could okay i'm going to cast invisibility on us very good Uh, she smiles and nods when you do that and walks back into the room she looks pointedly at you she's motioning you to basically stay where you are or keep out of the way a kind of combination of those through her body language and a sort of sharp glance Mm -hmm. and then she starts working her way round she's sort of pacifying people a couple of people at the card tables are a little bit discombobulated by your sudden appearance and are using it as an excuse to be a little bit cross. Performative indignation. And she pacifies them with offers of drinks. There's one customer at the bar who says out loud, aren't those the people in the picture? She says. Uh, We're the champions, aren't we? Or we're the people wanted for stealing the diamond. I don't know what happened there. They did look like the people in the picture, didn't they, sir? Let me get you another drink. And he sort of seems pacified. You get the general idea. Mm-hmm. Now what would you like to do? Oh, I reckon it's the Alp Splinters, isn't it? Mm. I reckon. This is their uh, their base, probably. We be wanted, dead or alive. I'm going to look, look around for a picture. You don't need an intelligence check to know that this is not, as far as you are aware, the base of the Alp Splinter clan. The Alp Splinters, as an outfit... It's run from a townhouse just known as The Residence, which is in the northern part of Evenstar. 
Well, they probably run this place. There's dodgy gangsters. Oh well, that's a that's a separate. So is there any sign of a picture, Mike? Like a pamphlet or where you're standing? No. We'll start sort of. We're invisible, yeah. Do we have Mm. to stay close to Dan? No. Or why don't we have a wander around see if we can see a picture? Yeah. Like a. Tell me where you're wandering. You do this kind of theatre of the mind, but you're in a on a gambling floor with a couple of roulette tables. Three yeah, card probably. tables and a sort of dice game is being played at one of these things. You're at one wing of a large building. You can start heading towards the interior yeah. of the building. Yeah, I'm going to and head the towards entrance the probably entrance. is a good yeah. place to, to have a look. Burple, as you, you enter a narrower north to south chamber, which has got a couple of tables, yeah. both playing quite recondite, intricate, complex gambling games involving counters, dice and cards and marked up tables with zones and I'm not familiar with the word recondite obscure and cryptic and oh, okay. one of the tables is busy there's a some kind of croupier or dealer running the game the other has got one person sitting looking disconsolate they may be weeping slightly you can also see into a sort of side room that looks like a kind of rest area or a comp room maybe like a green room for high rollers and you can see into the main atrium, the main central hall of the casino, which is just effectively laid out with columns. You can see that it's a double height room. It's carpeted with this very grand woven carpet with intricate designs. And there are people moving about. There are other, mostly halflings, but not all halflings, staff busying themselves about a tonight's beer pool. After all, that is... Do you remember that I'd said that I'd found this brewery? There's a local brewery called um, Double Barrel, and they make something called Parker. Yes, yes. Ah, Parker was quite Also make a beer, Paul, called Symmetries. Nice. And it is, I think, or it's scarily close to... Cloudwater? How wonderful. That beer that Cloudwater don't make anymore. Yes. Okay, right. Let's (laughs) wander around and see if we can find this picture then. Okay, so... Buggy, Just you're to keep working your way, way around the busy like table with the gamblers and looking slowly. into the green room, the kind of yeah, yeah. executive room area. It's empty. I'm moving across the thin room, avoiding everyone, and into this big hallway-looking space. Yeah, so that's the double-height central lobby or hall or whatever. You can hear the sound of activity from upstairs. Sessions, you feel wonderful. It's dawning on you, slowly. The more time you spend in here, you feel the blessing of the Lady Luck Misfortune. You feel like you're among your people and you feel that you're in your... It's almost like being in a temple. Excellent. You feel energised. <laughs> Similarly, Burple. Yeah. To a certain extent, Parker. Maybe not so acutely. You're starting to feel a sense of relaxed well-being. Hmm. Thinking about it, it may have been creeping up on you before you teleported. What? Uh, On we go. The girl... Don't like the sound of that. The the, the, The halfling. Yeah, the halfling. She starts making her way over to where she thinks you all are. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so stay there and wait and hear what she has to say. Yeah. Let's go round again. Let's go round again. Let's start with Buggy. What do you want to do, Buggy? I am um, hmm. a tree. Okay, well, I'll just keep making my way round into the big ball that Sessions, my cousin Sessions, has gone in. I'll go up to the 
there's a set of steps that run down, then you can see the street. Or rather, you can see a south. plaza off to the south that must extend down towards the paths of probability. Okay, what about this, this uh, re uh, window or door to the north? And you're next to the, the main cashier desk. It's straight opposite the main entrance as you come in. There is a halfling sitting on a stool behind the counter. The counter has got a grill running down the front, like a teller's window. And she is sitting there looking bored. She's obviously got no idea you're there. Okay, I will keep behind going her. right up. Oh, yeah. Right up, right up, right up. Behind her, you can see um, there are a couple of doors. One is closed, leads off to your left, that is the west. One is slightly open, leads off to the right. From that door, you can hear raised voices. Mm -hmm. You'd have to hang around. Well, I'll hang around. Concentrate a little. Um, That's enough from you, Buggy. Let's do Burple and Sessions. What are you going to do? Maybe drift down towards the entrance and see if there's any sign of a picture. See what's I think going on. I might on. go back in their company, Parker. Oh, there's a room over here. What do I see in there? Those doors are open to your yeah. south. They lead out onto a, a brief flight of shallow steps and a plaza with a fountain. Dominating the fountain is a statue of the Lady Luck Misfortune. Aha. Uh -huh. She has a coin in one hand and a die in the other. And she is looking eagerly at you. Up into the casino. Excellent. I smile. Immediately to your left, just before those doors, there is a cloakroom. There's a counter to your right with a bored halfling sitting behind it. A series of lockers and there is a, some hanging rails. Mm -hmm. Off to your right looks like a kind of more of a secure kind of door. Mm -hmm. It's got those iron studs. It's leather padded and it looks like it's got an unusually strong lock on it. It's also got a window in it and sitting at that window is another halfling who looks like he is door security. Mm -hmm. But he's got nothing to look at. Behind him, on the wall behind him, you can see your picture. Aha. There's a whole load of stuff on the wall behind him. Okay. Notices, orders of business, updates, stuff on the pin board. One of the things on the pin board are some not particularly accurate or flattering sketches <laughs> of you, Uncle Buggy, Alessandra, Parker, and Burple. Uh huh. And some like, sort think of it's most you think wanted it's buggy. words. Somebody could have spilt something on the page, but it's probably buggy. <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, any, uh, any how much kind of are we message worth? or wording or? Well, you're about forty feet okay, away. Well, I'm going to move up towards the door and have a peer through. There is something there. It looks like it's something that's been handed out to staff mm -hmm. rather than being some sort of public most wanted poster. And it says something along the lines of, if you see these individuals, please contact your manager. And somebody has scrawled at the bottom, not fucking likely. Ooh. Mm -hmm. So there's some kind of sentiment going on here. Yeah. Mm. What did we do? Exactly. Well, maybe the halfling can tell us. Let's pick it up with Burple. Well, I'm back with... I'm back with Somehow Parker. I'll obviously share that information. Oh, I think I can do message. Hang on. Get your phone out. Parker and Burple, you're back where you oh, maybe first appeared. The individual that warned you off before walks up and keeping her back to the chap at the bar and the elderly lady at the Three Dragon ante table, she sotto voce says, if you're still here, you need to stay out of sight. There are people looking for you. People that 
I don't have any sympathy with. But maybe you can help us. What's brought you here anyway? I have... Oh, I'm, I'm Kesia, by the way. I'm the pit boss of this room. I have a uh, message. <laughs> do you? I don't have message. I do have message. I haven't memorized it. It's a cantrip. You point your finger towards a creature within range and whisper a message. The target, and only the target, hears the message and can reply in a whisper that only you can hear. But then you won't be invisible anymore. It's not concentration. It's any spell, though, isn't it? Invisibility. Is it? Mm, might want to double check that. I better check. Better double check that beforehand. Attacks or cast uh, a spell. Or cast a spell. I can still whisper. Who's after us? Why don't we suggest meeting somewhere else that we can Splinter talk? Skull's hanging around again. Do you know him? Ouch, Splinter. Uh, one of their heavies. Right. Can we kill one? Why don't we meet? Up? Is it the, the Ouch Splinters that are after us? Yeah, you've done something to annoy them. Yes. Well, we know that. Oh, we know that. But they've done something to annoy us. Oh, have they? What did they do? You need to you need to speak to the owner. But Splinter Skull's in our office now, and he won't leave. Or his goons. You need to stay out of sight. If you spoke to Fortuna, she would be able to explain everything. Do you want us to um, get these guys out of your head? Follow me. Follow me. And she starts walking back through towards the middle of the casino. Okay. We'll follow her. You get the sense that she thinks, look, if they're invisible... I could get them out of here and get them somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. let's do that. We'll follow you. Buggy, you can hear a conversation. It's the heated conversation that is drifting from the door right in the back corner of the uh, cashier's office. Seems to be an argument between, speculating, a female and a male. They're both speaking common, and the gist of the argument seems to be along the lines of everything has changed now. You can see which way the wind is blowing. You know the way that the city now works. Why can't you just give up and do as we ask? And she is saying, this is my establishment. I've built it up from the ground. There's no way I'm handing the keys over to that ridiculous goon and his bunch of heavies. The goon being Cuthbert, I guess. Who rules Evenstar? Is there a king? Do we want to get into this? There is a council. <laughs> Let me give you the... Well, no, I mean, just briefly. I mean, as some, some, as the authority, someone in authority died yeah, and no, I'll give Cuthbert you, I'll give you, is moving I'll, in on taking no. over the city or something. Well, you don't know. You haven't spoken to anybody in Evenstar. You did see a vision when you were in the Spire of Long Shadows that seemed to suggest that some kind of criminal takeover something at the hands of the Ouch Splinter clan was taking place. And one of the prophecies that you've discussed with Markush ran along the lines of an orphan sitting upon the in the green chair. That's the, uh, yeah, right. So the, the green, green chair, chair is, is not an ouch splinter chair, it's the even no, star chair. No, no, the green chair is the ouch splinter chair. Yeah. It's the throne of the ouch splinters. The prophecy was an orphan shall sit upon the green chair and the grey fire shall consume a great city. Okay. And then you saw something along those lines, occur in your minds when you saw the, the sixth vision in the Spire of Long Shadows. There was a figure in the shadows behind Severiana Outsplinter. You saw her drink from a poison cup and fall to the floor. Cuthbert. You saw extortion, you saw murder, you saw intimidation, and in each case, you were afforded a glimpse of the inner wrist of the perpetrators, Perpetrator. and they all bore the three-flamed tattoo of the house Outsplinter. This is something that's happened a few days ago. Three right. days ago? Four days ago? That was when you saw the vision. Could have happened longer ago. Something has happened. 
but you don't know about whether or not. So he's moved to take over the city and co-opt anybody. Or in take power. over the more. It could be what he's done is cement even his Star, position. Yes, even Star has always had a family. fine balance between the various rackets and criminal families and thieves guilds and so forth. Maybe he's staged some kind of power grab. Yeah. Yeah. Without necessarily taking over the city. In terms of the city, the city is ruled by something called the Council of the Cupola. The Cupola is the dome at Evenstar Keep, the Grand Marshal of Evenstar, the head of the Company of the Broken Staff, a mystery figure, nobody knows their identity, Remilor Three Hands, the Chancellor of the Sorcerer's Spire, and Sawin Wuheni, who is the High Priestess of Ort, make up the three strong council of the cupola. They run the city. Okay. There you go. Well, what do you think, guys? Shall I run in and start attacking them? No. I need to brush something. Exactly. Buggy went to brush. <laughs> down, Shep. Down. Well, we could start killing um, punters. <laughs> yeah. Be a bit one-sided, but we could have a sort of passable well, I combat. I could run into this room and attack whoever's threatening okay. the uh, owner. We'll follow her, right? We'll follow her. We'll go and yeah. find this a place to talk and, and get the lowdown on what's been happening. She leads you across that main hallway past Buggy. She doesn't know Buggy's there. Mm-hmm. You can't see each other, right? No. Sessions, you see her walk through the main lobby area. She goes up to a door in the far east. It looks like it's locked from a bunch of keys at her belt. She takes a key and she unlocks it. And she kind of looks significantly over her shoulder at you, opens the door and steps into a chamber. She says something and lights come on. Okay, follow her in. It's some kind of private gambling room. Okay. She waits for the door to close. Yep. So who's closing the door behind them? Is Parker coming in? That's a good question. Is Sessions going to go in? Sessions saw her I don't know how Sessions has any way of knowing to go in. No. No. Okay, so... Yeah, She's giving a, a sort of hint. Facial expressions have come into this room, so... Yes, I think Buggy saw her open the door and then saw her look over her shoulder significantly. Yeah. I think we can assume that, therefore, Buggy read that message, but you, Sessions, have no particular way of knowing. Parker will come in, close the door. Yeah. She relaxes visibly when the door closes. So I say, thank you for the warning. She says, are you all here? I'm here. Uh, well, well, basically, who's here? <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll sort of announce ourselves. Okay. Three of us. There were four of you, weren't there? Where's yes, the girl? Oh, she didn't make it. Uh, the Sessions, the halfling, maybe you can go and get him. He's somewhere down the by the entrance hall. You have no you way of know knowing that, that Buggy. Uh, that's true. We'll leave Quite. Sessions to be making his own non-metagame-based decisions. Yes. You can have a quick conversation with that. There's not much more than I told you before. She says that there but is why a... Here? Why are they here? I don't really know very much about it. I just know that your picture is in the, is in the security office. And I yeah. know that you, you won the games. You won the champion's belt. We would have done if the fight and all had, had actually finished. But yes, we would have won. You're very recognisable people. Hopefully, I've managed to uh, distract the people that saw you arrive. But I wouldn't bet my life on it. That's something we may have to think about. Well, well I think you recognise me with my perm. She, she, uh, I, yes. I would say that she, she does. <laughs> so basically, I'd still be recognised if I walked the streets of Evenstar. Yes, you would have thought so. Your pictures are up on the wall in the security office because... The outsplinters, just to pacify Probably them, we put... All we being put, together makes us all the more recognisable. Well, that's true. They won't drop it. 
they want the they want you need to talk to Fortuna because yeah. I don't know all the details. They're in there with her now. We need to wait for them to leave or somehow sure. create some kind of distraction that will make them leave so you can talk to her. Can't we sort them out? What? Take them okay. on? Yeah, bash. Why? Bashy, bashy. I think you really need to talk to Fortuna because that might land us all in much more trouble than you think you're solving. Yeah. Really, honestly, okay. this is all above my pay grade. I just recognised you. The sympathy of the staff is not with the out splinters. If they're trying to find you, we don't want you to be found. It's as simple as that. Mike, stepping out of the conversation for a second, we came here to obtain magic items. Where would yep. we do that? Here. Oh, in the casino. Yes, incredibly briefly. Hmm. The Dunge, the network of labyrinths tunnels yep. under the city. It's yep. illegal to explore them as freebooters or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Unless you have a commission from the city. Most of the magic items that are in circulation in the city come from illegal forays into the Dunge. Right. And as a result, although the trade in magic items is not illegal, it's frowned upon because where are you getting these things from? So the magic item market in Evenstar runs through the casino floors. Right. Magic item buyers, they're called assayers, and uh, vendors, they're called procurers, often the same person, effectively run their own little kind of market, their own system across all of the different gambling floors. And then Got they it. launder the proceeds of the trade through the tables, and that way the city turns a blind eye. Very nice. What's the name of this uh, this halfling? What's she She's called? called Kesia. Kesia. I will say, look, okay, so we have two two points of business. If you need help, obviously try and get us a message. We haven't been in the city for some time. Well, um, but we're back here a week. to. Yeah. Okay, a week. We haven't been in the city for a week. Yeah. We were only here for four days, three days. Yeah, most of that is spent underground. But yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, so. But crucially, about 25 minutes you spent in front of an assembled crowd of like 50,000 yeah. people. Yeah, so everyone knows who we are. Yeah. yeah. If we can be of assistance with the Outsplinters, we have a mutual enemy in the Outsplinters. We can potentially help, but... What is their problem with you? It's a long story. But let's try and arrange a meeting with Fortuna, right? So we want if to... If you want to talk to the Assayers and Procurers... Yes. Then I think we can set something up as long as you're not discovered. But I just think you need to keep a super low profile. I mean, Agreed. at the moment, everything is perfect because if I can't see you... They can't see you. She looks a little bit uncertain about that, actually. Mm. Maybe it's probably best, despite your uh, sorcery, it might be best if you keep yourselves out of the way. Who knows what these people are capable of? How long do they normally stay? How long do you expect them to stay here before they leave? Oh, I don't know. He was here yesterday. Fortuna turned him out on his ear. He's turned back up with these two rather scary individuals in tow, and they've been in her office now for about an hour. If there's any way we can think of that we could kind of cut anything we could do to try and get them out of the building, some kind of distraction, that's what we need. If we can peel them away from her just for a few minutes, she can talk to you about how you can be helpful if our interests align. I Really, again, I'm talking above my pay grade. I just do tables. I just do, I just run the bar and yeah. I do the tables. If there's something that can be done, that'd be great. And if she can arrange for you to get a bit of private space somewhere in the building so that you can carry out your transactions, that would also be great. But until they're yeah. gone, nothing can happen. Okay. We need a distraction. I'll say, where is she now? She's in her office, which is behind the cashier's desk. And he's there with her? He's there with her. You can only get in. There's a door just out there, and there's a door at the back of the cashier's booth. 
Okay, so uh, question. I, I have elemental listening. attunement, right? It says, as an action, you can briefly control elemental forces within 30 feet of you. Harmless so sensory effect, life, candle, small fire, create elements. If yep. I do that, does that remove my invisibility? It's not a spell. It's not a spell. And it's not an attack. I would say okay. probably not. I'm thinking what I do is I go up to the... I'm still invisible. I go up to the door outside where they are and I basically create a whole bunch of smoke and then set off the fire alarm. Fire alarm? Fire alarm. (laughs) Wow. I set off some smoke so that basically creates some panic and then that would be the cue for those guys to be like, well, we don't want to hang around here if there's a fire. Yes. That would be the distraction that we need. Sounds okay. If she leads me to the office, then I will create a... I mean, alternatively... So I can actually create... I don't actually need to create a destructive fire. I can basically create enough smoke, which would then waft under the door, and then she can run in and go, there's a fire. This is an assumption that he's going to leave at that point, and it's like not necessarily But it would case. be a way for her to be able... She'd have to then go off and deal with the issue. Maybe they might hang around in the room. She could say to them, look, wait there, and then yeah. we, that way we can get her out, and then under the cover of the commotion that's going on this girl can grab her arm and then bring her back to where we are who's in there with her splinter skull is in there he's 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 been backwards and forwards malaby malaby splinter skull he's he's an ouch splinter uh, he's a gray ouch splinter what's that mean well i mean the you know unless you're really pure blood then you're either gray or you're green right right okay and he's with a couple of they're like oh, twins they're, like, they're tieflings they look like twins Right. When they meet your gaze, you can kind of hear scary laughter in the back of your mind. Do you know what I mean? Right. There's something okay. going on with them. They weren't here yesterday when he came to visit. They've obviously been, I don't know, something's going on. Anyway, all I'm saying is, if I open that door, I can think of something to say to Fortuna. That's fine. Although I don't like the idea. It kind of gives me the creeps. No, no, but it's fine. I have another idea. I don't know how good your sorcery is. They've been in there for uh, an hour, you say. So they're probably going to leave soon anyway, aren't they? I hope so. Yeah, well, we could wait. We could yeah, wait. wait. Sure, sure. Long. I mean, if you want to wait, that's fine. But I need to get back to my stuff. I'd have to lock you in here. Yeah, yeah. Fine. Lock us in here. I'll come back in about a quarter of an hour. We'll see where we are. Okay. Can you locate our comrade sessions? He'll be around here somewhere. Is that the one that looks are. like Jimmy Cranky? <laughs> yeah. Now, right. now. <laughs> a leprechaun. From the Lucky Charm cereal box. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly that. I know the guy you mean. Yeah, <laughs> we're a scary-looking party. You have to. None more scary than Bucky, though. Yeah, yeah. It's just tiny and menacing. <laughs> yeah, menacing loincloth loon. How am I going to find him? She says. Just signal, and you know the way. Okay. You know, if you signal, I'll think of something. Right, he'll get find it. you. I'll think of something. I get it. She leaves. She locks you in. Sessions. You see that door open at the far side of the hallway. Mm-hmm. And she emerges and she works her way towards the original gaming hall where you Mm. teleported in. So she's going to walk past you. Do you want to intercept her? Yeah, why not? She looks over your shoulder because she can't see you. Mm -hmm. She says, are you Sessions? Yes. Your friends are in this way. And she leads you back into that room. Okay, so 15 minutes. 15 minutes, something like that. One idea I have is to go outside, look through the window. I've got this message. So I can talk to Fortuna. Or we just wait. We'll wait 15 minutes. Well, she does return. How long um, till we have, can we take a long rest? 
No. I thought we had taken a long rest. Oh, yeah, you no. had a long rest. Take, yes, you, yes you have taken a long rest. You took a long rest just after midnight. It's Then we teleported. It's very difficult to judge the timing of these things, but I would say Fine. it's still not long after 10 o'clock in the morning. Okay. You are feeling increasingly kind of good, Purple. Okay. Maybe it's something to do with the property of this place, but the more time you spend here, the better you're feeling. And Parker, you're also feeling pretty good. You know the scene in Big Trouble in Little China? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, they've taken the magic potion. Yeah. Well. Hmm. <laughs> oh. Hang on. Which of us had these potions which upped our abilities? You were both. Oh. Potions. Oh. Bugger. <laughs> scaly potions. Oh. Scaly potions. You purple and scaly. What's this? Uh. But Sessions is also feeling pretty good, but that could be a coincidence. Sessions has felt good from the moment that you arrived. Yeah. Do you remember in the ziggurat, mm-hmm. there was an option to eat worms that makes you better at certain things? I would imagine have would have a very similar effect. We could distill them down into some kind of potion, right? It didn't work like that. Oh, okay. You've got them in your bag of holdings. Another reason for That's me to right. ask you. Yes. Got those worms. You've also got them in your bag of holding. They are in little jars. They are whole actual worms. Quite mm. big. Sure, but I'm just trying to... There's no link. There's no obvious you have no link idea. between those two things. Nothing. I'm, I'm clutching. You made some pretty decent arcana checks. Yeah, fine. Okay. And you determined that what happened was you swallow the worm in the jar mm. and the worm basically buries itself into your brain and imparts knowledge, but that there was a risk, you thought, associated yes. with it. Yeah. You didn't go okay, anywhere near not. those worms. Okay, so probably the potions. Okay, great. Which means temporary or something nasty. No, I mean, we're talking about a feeling of well-being. Be good, is it? Yeah, there's it's no not numbers, good, there's nothing on your character sheet. I'm just saying yeah. you feel well, unusually well. Okay. Maybe getting an extra bonus. She comes back after 15 minutes. Yeah. And she says... It sounds like they're really having a go at each other in there. Does it? I wouldn't put it past uh, Splinter Skull and those two goons to do something unfortunate, but of course they need Fortuna because they need her to run this place. Nobody else could make this place sing like she does. I don't know. It just feels really awkward. I don't know how long we'd have to wait for them to go. It could be. Okay. Mike. Why don't I just put my head around the door? I can think of a pretext. See what I think is going on and I can come back and tell you. I think that you want to get her out of there briefly. If we could just talk to her for five minutes, it would be amazing. There are windows into that room, right? Yes. You know this place. The exterior windows are more like arrow slits, simply because of the there's money here. So it's quite a yeah. secure building. That's fine. I will go outside, round to this window. It's a lovely this day. arrow slit. That warm, wet air that comes off the lands that wait through the yeah. prevailing southwesterly wind that must be making its way up across the hinterlands and then hitting some kind of cold front over Frosthanger causing all of the snow that was falling when you left. Here, it's an unseasonably warm, humid spring day. You can walk round the outside of the building. There are people out and about, but it's Oort, which is the day of rest. You can work your way round into the back alley behind the casino and you can identify which little porthole window must lead into the chamber we're talking about. Yeah. You want to look into the room and doing it very carefully. I suspect that these outsplinters with their eyes might be able to see invisible. So I'm also trying to hide 
trying okay. to get a glimpse of her without being seen by them. Give me a stealth check. 16. Okay, you're in position. It's not the perfect vantage point, obviously. The aperture of your vision is supremely limited, but you can position yourself in such a way that you can take in the scene. At one end of the table, there is a large, kind of beefy, broad-shouldered looking man banging his fist on the table. He's wearing black robes. As he bangs his fist, you can clearly make out the three-flame tattoo on the inside of his wrist. He's got a kind of fleshy face, a hook nose, and he is shouting at a halfling woman who is just at the other corner of the table. Her jaw is set. She's a spectacularly beautiful halfling woman, and she's nodding and maintaining eye contact with this brute, but is not backing down. You also catch a glimpse of two other figures. They are pretty much, as far as you can tell, identical. Their eyes are glowing green and grey. They're both tieflings. They're quick and sharp and agile, and their movements are quick. They seem to be interchanging. They seem to be swapping seats or something is going on, almost like displacement. Are you looking at two people? Are you looking at one person? Something's going on there. Okay. That's what you can see. I will point at the halfling. Yes. And I will cast a message spell. You're going to become visible, right? Say, yes. Is it just you that comes visible or all of us that become visible? All of you. But I'm trying to... There's a narrow field of vision through this arrow slit. Yeah, 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 exactly. So that's trying what the stealth, to that's do what it the in a position where neither of them can see me. Yeah, that's what the Before you do it, for. how are you going to get back in without being seen? I'll cast another one. Fair enough. Not that you can have this conversation, but yeah. Okay, give I me want to a pick stealth... a time when there's nobody yeah, else give around. Give me a stealth check at advantage. At advantage. Oh, yeah. 22. What <laughs> 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 was it the there? Okay. <laughs> Rolled off the two. And what are you saying? We need to talk. Okay, I'm going to make a roll for her. This is quite an important roll. She aces it. She doesn't react to this sudden message. She maintains her composure. Looking down at the table, she says, Who is this? My name is Burple Herpish. The Burple Herpish? Yes, (laughs) the same. (laughs) Okay, I don't know how I can get away from these guys. Make an excuse. How long... It's not really a conversation, it's a message where I can message something and she, okay, can, well, she can answer back. Okay, well, but but I'll, it's no, a I'll cantrip, be so I could do it endlessly, I suppose. So She says, I think I'm going to need a, a reason to get out of here. I don't think I can just get up and leave. It's not that okay. kind of situation. You're going to return to the others? Yeah, I'll cast another invisibility on, my spe- on myself. And make my on your spell? On my spell. Okay, we need a distraction. You should have done that in the first place. Thank you. Sorry, Lucas. It's all right. But you could have just done it. You well, didn't yeah, need but you were playing through the whole thing. So I... Lucas is right again. These tieflings are problematic. If their eyes are glowing. And we can't take them out, the four of us? We could, but we ju- we then make it difficult for her because the outsplinters know that we were working with her in some degree and would cause more problems for her. So take the eyes out. Sorry? It doesn't look like they're... Well, we could always take the bodies away once we kill them, so they, it doesn't look like they've been killed here. Yeah, but they'll get a message off before we can kill them. What do you want to do? Lucas, over to you. Can I ask a question? Yeah, go on, mm-hmm. Graham. If Dan casts a spell and ends the invisibility on us, does that mean we can cast spells and it doesn't end the invisibility? 
No, it's I don't think it does. Incredibly good question. Do a fog cloud, 20 foot radius sphere. No, that's probably yeah, going to be provocative. Fishy. And what I was trying to think of was something along the lines of a water leak or something that's sort of innocuous in its origin, but which would require the manager to go and deal with. Well, the other thing is I've got my axe of that's timber dart, which does a uh, 20 foot radius smoke. Yes. That's the kind of thing. Somebody can go into the room and say, you've got to come, there's been a small fire. They'll just have to sit there and wait until this, effectively, what is an innocuous issue They might. The they building. might come with her, but if I stuck with them and they didn't notice me, I could move with them so the, the smoke moves with them, so it, it's almost like it's not 24 <laughs> radius. It's filled the whole casino. <laughs> yeah, I like that. It's a genius idea. They might spot me, though, but uh, it's heavily obscured. Heavily obscured is they can't see anything. It's the blinded condition. No, they can't see anything, yeah. Unless they've got some kind of magic source. So they'll but be neither can you. around the smoke. I no, can, no. though. Buggy can. You can. Yeah, Buggy can see perfectly well. Right. Yeah. Are you going to do this? Well, it's Buggy or Parker. You can do I'm pyrotechnics or something. Well, yeah, I basically... Oh, I, can can try do, I can try dominating the minds of one of these gamblers to get them to run around the building shouting. Well, I could cast yeah, that's confusion. Also a good one. Well, I've got dominate person, so I could do that, and then I tell them what to do. Ah, well, that's better. Way better. Do they know they're being dominated? Is this a punter or the... No, punter. You do a punter. Someone... You need to cause a distraction, don't you? Right, I will stick my head out of the door, and I will do elemental attunement and set this plant alight. So it's looking forward to a plant in the hallway? Yes. Is that going to require the proprietor's uh, attention? Give me a stealth check. Green head looking out the door. Well, I think it's all he's doing is really opening a door and... 16. Nobody pays undue attention to you, or if they do notice you, they don't pick up what you're up to. You zap the pot plant in the corner, and you set fire to it, right? And then you close the door again. Yeah. There's some kind of disconcerted conversation on the other side of the door. But it doesn't sound like it's evacuate the building territory. It wouldn't be, would it? It's a no. burning plant. No, no, I'm not, I'm not assuming plant. that they're going to evacuate the building. There's no I'm sound just... of panic, but there no. is a sort of mystification and people are, you know, doing exactly what they would do in a large building if a pot plant caught fire, which is sort of, yeah. you might hear the sound Worrying of a um, but, soda uh, but stream. the point is, is that now the girl can basically go and get the manager and say, you need to come and look at this. Is that what you're saying to her? Yeah. She kind of looks a little bit unconvinced. You've got a pretext says, sure. now to call the call call the manager. Sure. She steps out through the door, closes the door behind her, and you hear her banging on the door to the office, and then you can hear a kind of conversation muffled by the door, obviously. Buggy, now do your smoke thing. Yeah. And then smoke covers the whole area. I'm going to go fire, fire. <laughs> Buggy. You can't see into the room. Keshia and another halfling emerge, and they kind of stand there in your smoke cloud, looking like they don't really know what to do. Keshia is tugging on the sleeve of the other figure. They can't see anything, but it looks like they're trying to work their way back to the door to the room that you were in. One of them's Fortuna, is it? Yes. Fortuna is the... Well, yeah. Okay, okay well, I'll guide, I'll guide her into the room. And what are the goons doing? He can't see into that room. Buggy, you I'll, hear... I'll just guide her towards the door. As you're guiding her towards the door, 
a figure appears in the doorway to the room that they've left. It's a tiefling. It's wearing black travelling clothes and a hood that's thrown back. You can see past this figure to another figure. It's like you're looking at the same person twice or twins or something weird is going on. You get the sense of a larger bulk, a larger presence approaching the door just right where you're standing. The figure in the door looks around, looks right at you. Its eyes are mesmerizing. One is green, one is gray. They're sparking with energy. And as soon as this figure sees you, Uncle Buggy, it looks over its shoulder at the copy of itself and shouts, go! And the copy of itself turns into a raven, flies out of the window at the back of the office. And we will find out how much trouble you're in. Whether or not you've alerted the forces of evil, the forces of Ouch Splinter, when we pick things up next week. Nice. Top podcast is a billowing hilltop production. Dungeons and Dragons is a trademark of Wizards of the Coast. The Prince of Red Hand and Age of Worms are copyright Paizo. The Prince of Red Hand was written by Richard Pett. Music is from Kevin McLeod and Incompetech.com and is used with thanks under the Creative Commons license. Additional music and sound effects come from the wonderful Sirenscape. All other original material is copyright billowing hilltop. Role playing games are all about getting people together and we use Roll20 as our tabletop, the perfect place to host your game and Discord to host our chat. Thanks for listening. Are you looking for a D&D podcast with a dark side? Something more like Game of Thrones and less like Monty Python? Tale of the Manticore is part dark fantasy audio drama, part solo D&D RPG. There's no plot armor here. The dice make all the important decisions. Join me as I resurrect the excitement, wonder, and emotion of old school D&D. Made for a mature audience, Tale of the Manticore is both a fiction and a game. It's the story where chaos rolls.